0: hello everyone and welcome to epic loot radio my name is brian and joining me is crow crowjack the man with the one guy that i reacted to and twitter seemed to really enjoy that reaction oh yeah And they were like, you guys got to get together. And I was like, well, make a note of it. So today we're going to actually be talking about the state of MMORPGs, state Mm -hmm. of content creation, especially around MMOs. I'm really giving uh, and getting into your thoughts and your opinion, especially as it relates uh, to this genre that we both love. I've been watching your reaction. uh, Also, as you dive into and finish off Endwalker, Uh, Mm -hmm. you finished the walk. I haven't seen anything past that. So I don't know if you you stepped into 6.1. So 6.0 is done. 6.1 has not started yet good i think uh, i honestly like a part of me goes like i really am jealous of those who get to come and consume like all the mm-hmm. the, the post uh, expansion content in one kind of setting as opposed to like all right that was a cliffhanger okay gotta wait four there's months there's a
1: part of me who doesn't want to touch 6.1 and just wants to leave it until the next expansion is announced and then as a lead up to the expansion go 6.1 6.2 and then 6. Point whatever until the expansion drops yeah i'm tempted to wait
0: most likely to give you kind of a time frame for that because I could mm-hmm. actually I could po- almost we actually have like Excel sheets. I know my friend uh, Chris who I run work to game with. He's yep. got he got has patch schedules already pre predicted mm-hmm. with various different adjustments. Mm-hmm. It, it is one of the beautiful things about fourteen. It's also one of the it's very consistent, um, and that can be really interesting as you see sprouts come in and especially sprout content creators come in versus yep. somebody come in who's like oh yeah like I don't r- hardcore grind anything but the leveling Mm. until patch point four like until the point four because then everything that's when you're going to get the most bang for your buck but that's also usually right around the time they announce the expansion which timing wise would put it sometime around summer or aka the 10-year anniversary next august it'd be that so in that ballpark that's when we might be seeing things i'm hoping we get something in person because oh, yeah. oh dude i would love to come hang out with like the community again uh we it's been too long it's been too long since we've done that but um overall like you've been streaming final fantasy 14 uh you also did and the re- video i reacted to was your new world video so i really kind of would love to kind of juxtapose sure. and have a kind of discussion around uh that but the, like before we do any of that give i want to give you the floor to kind of shout yourself out shout your content out you run multiple channels so you and i we're both gingers we both have children like we're, we're clearly I'm like best three friends.
1: quarters ginger i've got everything but the hair the beard the skin the freckles i'd like yeah. genetically well, I mean, I'm like well then at the same
0: there. time like i yeah it's just going
1: <laughs> yeah you got the freckles too and all that jazz. well the
0: everything but the hair <laughs> right. the hair is just like it's been just like yep. retreating
1: my daughter is also full ginger eyebrows a <laughs> whole nine yards she is pale and red and, and wonderful. So here, I'll give you the, the very brief story. I'll condense it in about two minutes. A long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, 2015, I discovered the content creation career path. I had a roommate living with me who introduced me to a YouTuber named Markiplier. He was mm. huge in his Five Nights at Freddy's fame. Like, it was just dropping for him and he was hot for it. And I had no clue what I was looking at. I'm like, what do you mean I'm watching yeah. some dude play a video game on YouTube? I had no clue what it was. I was too busy. I was in college. I was married. I was doing my own thing. And then as the days go by, he keeps telling me, yo, come in here, check this out. Look at this video. It's so funny. He got curious. And I started to look at his content. And then I realized, oh, he's been doing this for a long time. And mm-hmm. then I started to research into the career path of being a YouTuber, discovering the, the unlimited vertical possibility of the career path and decided being a police officer, being a border security officer, joining the military, that kind of a lifestyle is not the right road for me. Mm-hmm. So naively, I thought I could pull it off. And I was stubborn enough to never stop. So, those two negative uh, personality traits serve me very well. So, for the first, God, 18 months, I released 300 videos and had like 180 subs. I had no clue what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Thousands of videos later, years later, here I am. I'm a full-time content creator. I've been full-time for a very long time. And my primary YouTube channel, Crow, is actually my second or third created channel. But it is the, the bread and butter of my life. It's sitting at about 450,000 mm-hmm. subscribers, but more importantly, it pulls in millions of views a month, which is, is, is everything. Well, yeah. So, and then a couple of times ago, the Crow channel is going great. I'm making gaming videos. I'm a bit bored. Mm-hmm. I got time on my hands. And I'm like, oh, I haven't touched an MMO since I started YouTube. Because when I started YouTube, it was like everything. I sold my Magic the Gathering collection to buy my first camera, microphone, and computer parts. I stopped playing d and I stopped playing MMOs. It was all in every waking hour of the day. Focus on YouTube content. We're talking 5 a.m., start work, afternoon, go to college, evenings, make YouTube videos, four hours of sleep, do it again. That was life for years until I went full time.
0: A mm-hmm.
1: couple summers ago, I'm bored, got nothing to do, got free time. And um, Final Fantasy 14 was, was popping off. Shadowbringers, um, Asmund just kind of started it. Mm-hmm. Bell Games talking about it. You were popping off with it. Everyone was like just talking, talking, talking about 14. So I'm okay, I played Final Fantasy as a kid. I played, you know, uh, Two, which is technically four, and one, yeah, and seven, exactly. and A, and, and ten. He's got the right numbers. Two, it's technically four. It's two, technically four. four. Yeah. Two technically That's four, how you two yeah. yeah, so it was Nintendo, Super Nintendo. I can't remember which one it came out SNES, yeah. Yeah, I was a kid. I was like eight tops. So I'm like, let's, let's play 14. I dove into it on my own privately, not even live. And I got to about the Garuda fight in Arama Realm And I'm like, okay, I'm I'm enjoying this. What do I just try going live on the old YouTube channel, Crowjack, that I had since shut down years prior. hmm Went live, went live to twenty people. Some people I haven't talked to in a long time. Hey, how's it going? Nice to see you. And then I kept doing it, kept doing it. And all of a sudden, by the time I got the shout out I was streaming to two thousand, three thousand people on YouTube. It was insane. Yeah. And that started me down the the additional career path of also making MMO related content on top of the the general gaming content I do as well. It's quite yeah. the path.
0: Yeah, it is quite the path. It's. It feels very organic too, because like, I, I feel like for me, I also kind of just accidentally fell into it mm-hmm. through podcasting. Like I was like, I love video games. I love talking about them. And that's kind of a key aspect to this specific thing. So in the pre-show you asked like how long, like, well, Epic blue radio kind of was born out of, you know, just trying to cover a, like a wider range of games, but then ultimately mm-hmm. became, uh, it became such a, uh, cause I was always trying to get like a round table of different voices and then it just became like, I'm spending all my time scheduling and it's just, taking out the fun and then yeah. this year i was just like what if i just like say hey do you want to talk about like this and everybody just yep. keeps everybody just keeps saying yes and then it just becomes all right that time works for you i'll see you then and then you just kind of jump into it and it's been a lot of fun and uh, chat has been responding real well to it uh, i haven't seen massive sub loss because it's always interesting mm-hmm. to see like oh people really responded to this and it's like other right. than that because when it comes to games especially like trends final fantasy 14 hit a massive oh, trend shit last year and it was like what is this going to look like is this like is this going to be positive is this it can continue Hmm. and then obviously you see Endwalker, and then you just kind of see you know the it kind of self-retract like it normally does and i think we'll see it burst back onto the scenes when we start hearing about the next expansion because then people can kind of get caught up through the story so you were saying you might kind of wait to play this 6.1 until then and i think that's actually probably the best kind of call (sighs) because the story itself is also self-contained. It's not like mm-hmm. you're left in Endwalker with a hang like Yeah, 6.0. No.
1: The story is done.
0: Yeah. What did you think about that? Like, as a longtime player and as an MMO fan, I'm guessing World of Warcraft is in your, is in your back catalog somewhat. Oh, it's in
1: everyone's. Everyone you talk to played World of Warcraft growing up. Mm-hmm. Like, anyone our age, that, that was bread and butter. Very few of us played the ones before that. For me, it was RuneScape before WoW. Mm-hmm. But WoW was, was everything. And WoW trained me to not care about story. Yeah. let not care about quest text to download add-ons to automatically accept the quests and hand them in instantly, right? And there was very few, if not any, cutscenes throughout it. So entering 14, it it rekindled my love for a good story. I used to read fantasy novels as a kid and I mm-hmm. fell out of that. And used to be in a D, and I fell out of that. So I, I stopped caring about quality storytelling and, and that kind of a thing. And my goodness, 14 has set itself apart in the MMO space through the power of its story.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: All, all it takes now is a clip from a song from any expansion and all of a sudden I'm flooded with emotion and, and that's, the, that's the hallmark of great art is if it can, it can make you feel something. Yeah. Right? And that's what 14 has done not only for me who didn't care about the story but for you and for, for many people and it, it is exceptional. It's an exceptional experience. It's such a good experience. My wife, who is a big MMO gamer, played WoW and a big Final Fantasy nerd played 10 and 10 too to 100% completion. Oh, yeah. I'm like... I love you to death please start 14. you don't know what you're missing
0: so on that note then especially as the family that slays together stays together mm-hmm. um between uh has she has she finished and walker like you have or she's still making her way she through?
1: hasn't started 14. she dabbled oh. in a realm of born barely but
0: oh wow
1: now that my daughter is in full-time school mm-hmm. giving her complete freedom i'm i'm trying to like navigate her carefully to to experience it and get through the, the the standard vanilla experience of realm of born which is standard and vanilla until you get to the parting last quest once you hit that quest you're hooked mm-hmm. everybody's hooked when they get to that quest and then they go into heaven's word and they're off on, on the way they go
0: yeah so on that note then uh what would be do you have a favorite expansion um within Heavensward. your heaven's word
1: why it's dragons priests and a thousand year war it's trad- I'm like and D fantasy books that is my background so as soon as I found out there was dragons and the priesthood was corrupt and there's a thousand year war and all this stuff and then you had the, the brand new amazing voice actors that came in to replace the questionable voice acting of a realm of born with the better storytelling and all that it was it was such an exceptional experience and I still even after finishing Endwalker uh, that walk was quite good that that walk was quite good I'm not gonna lie I don't think there's a moment that made me feel as powerful as 3.3 on the bridge saving astinian i uh, go back to the footage i screamed i was mm-hmm. filled with emotion it was such a, a powerful thing shadowbringers was very very good and and walker was fantastic it's a nine out of ten it's phenomenal there's parts in it that i'd love to critique And mm-hmm. chat it skewered me for it for critiquing their lovely game because there was some pacing issues but overall it was a nine out of ten experience but for me the music the emotion heavens Word it was my baby and it still is let
0: me ask you the, probably the most dramatic question that I can sure. think of in that how would you go about fixing ARR
1: Boy, how would I go about fixing ARR yeah
0: because you said your wife struggled with it like I enjoyed well, ARR I, like I, I I enjoyed it because I came, it came from 1.0 mm-hmm. I was a beta player like and I was like it's wow not like that that's the thing and that's that that's the hard thing about online is that you can't like in this conversation i know i can already picture i know the commenters too i know Mm -hmm. them by name because they're just so like oh man i just like all right i just have to kind of compare a
1: realm of born to other mmorpg leveling experiences it's not bad but the problem is is that immediately afterward you get heavensward you get shadowbringers and you get endwalker you get these exceptional experiences and then when you go back and compare you're like wow it's horrible it's not horrible but these other things are just that exceptional. And it, it's tough to, to explain that to people who have played, haven't touched, like, Arama Born in ages, etc. cetera. It, it's hard to explain it to people. It's not terrible. If you've mm-hmm. leveled up in vanilla World of Warcraft, like, that's terrible. That was hard, man. <laughs> that took time. If you played EverQuest back in the day, leveling and that was hard, man. Yeah. Like, Arama Born is nice, and the cutscenes really add to it, etc. cetera. Um, re-cast Minfilia's voice actress? because I can't listen to her talk ever again. It hurts so much. I can't do it.
0: It's interesting you bring up voice acting because that's something Mm. that I have actually come to the conclusion that it's that, I don't know if they'd ever do it, but if they ended up going through and kind of just looking at adding in more voice acting to have that cohesiveness that kind of ties in because as you get into Heavensward, Stormblood, Shadowbringers and Walker, it's like, it's kind of weird because it's like as a veteran, I'm like, hi, yeah. like it really the hooks really kick in i you know mm-hmm. i think if they did a little bit of work in that regards because i don't think changing the quest or doing like there's not much but if they actually added in voice acting i think that's yep. enough to actually start getting the hooks in earlier so people get excited about the next cutscene scene and the next cut scene but that yes. i just seems that also seems like like kind of a really far wish on a star what, what's up
1: uh, that what you're talking about is a, a major conversation contention with my chat is i'm always like why is this cutscene not voice acted why is this one not mm-hmm. voice acted and this one and this one and this one and all of this why are they not all voice acted other games have done it a buddy of mine baz just went into um the star wars mmo and realized oh wait every single scene here is voice acted every yeah. single one i know why i can give you an answer probably a financial reason probably a timing it's reason. A ti- it's
0: a timing localization uh, namely mm-hmm. because of the amount of time It takes it actually would then conflict with the pacing of the content patches so it just means that it's that from a global you know and i'm like and that's unfortunate that that's kind of the cost but the trade-off ends up being that we get more consistent content because i'm right with you like when i Mm when you, if you ever watch any of my reactions, it's always when a cutscene kicks off, I actually audibly say, I wonder if this one's voiced. And yep. then I wait and then it's like, okay, no, it's not. And then I voice it or, oh, it is voiced. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of sit back, relax yep. and kind of enjoy the experience.
1: The only way to bring Endwalker from a nine to a 9.5 is to voice out every single cutscene. And then to bring it to a 10 is to cut out some of the, the tedious downtime kind of stuff that doesn't serve much of our purpose other than just to, to pad the expansion. Because mm-hmm. it, it's so close to perfection, yeah. like the experience of Endwalker. Walker. And when it comes to voice acting, if you have, for me personally, just me, if you have to delay the game six months, if you have to delay the game a year, I don't care. Give me the best experience you can. If you have to double the price of the damn game, I do not care. Give me the best experience you can because it's so good and I mm-hmm. know it could be so much better and I want it would not care of the cost
0: would you say what would be then your utopian experience that we would compare and judge 14 against then so in the your mind
1: is i don't have any yeah right now this is magical christmas land in my head the the ideal utopian game version of of an mmorpg i still haven't found it i haven't found i want to take new world's combat in world and add a an 14 level msq with characters that i love from world of warcraft you know what i mean i just yeah. want to take all these beautiful things and put them together in this magical christmas land game it does not exist and it cannot exist
0: that's the actually like when i talk about when i'm with my love of new world and that's where it's like i want to kind of talk about kind of what True. we look at as an mmo real quick but like when mm-hmm. i look at that game specifically i go hi man i wish they would give yoshi p this budget like i <clears> wish <throat> what would he do like mm-hmm. you would just in my mind i'm like like what like this the world in and of itself is so immersive. Like it is literally one of the most it, it, in my experience, I came from eleven. I didn't play WoW until Shadowlands, and that was a piss poor experience. Right? You know, and I was like, "All right, well, this kind is like Final Fantasy, but I like Final Fantasy more. Why am I here?" Um, mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to dog on WoW just because I'm. A, I'm actually the any dogging on WoW comes from my eleven uh, insecurities, yep. my Final Fantasy eleven insecurities. Because we're all like, "It's a character, it's not a tune. Eleven is better than WoW, but th- yep. the numbers, th- the numbers don't matter." Uh, you know, so it's like I we always had that going in with us, and then uh, it was really cool to see final fantasy 14 really take center stage and kind of show off
1: deservedly you know. so yeah absolutely. deservedly so
0: um but to you to you, the first question for you would be what do you how do you define an mmorpg what does that mean to you
1: so in world of warcraft's prime we're talking wrath of the lich king when it was at by like 12 to 16 million subs and it's prime the concept of being online on a game with other people sharing similar experiences was novel -hmm. It was new. It wasn't done before. The internet was a baby. Yeah. The the social media was a baby. Like MySpace was still a thing. Like the whole concept of being online with your friends, doing something together, overcoming obstacles together was brand new. It was wonderful. Now, every single game is online. There are exceptions Mm -hmm. and they are rare. But the online experience is synonymous with entertainment, a social media, Discord, on and on and on. You can always be with your friends in any type of game, whether it's a first-person shooter, an MMO, an RPG, whatever. So MMOs lost the novelty. Now people can look at the gameplay of an MMO and go, man, I don't know if this gameplay is for me. So what is an MMORPG? It was a fantastic idea, but it it needs a new novel concept in order to enter the stratosphere of what it once was in the mind's eye of the general gamer. The general gamer is more interested in the battle royale. The general gamers is more interested in the moba like league of legends and such they're not as interested in sharing an online world with other people because they can do the online thing with people anywhere it's too bad
0: so in that in that vein then um do you have any kind of idea what that novelty could be what that attraction Sword could out online oh yeah
1: the VR experience, the, the, uh, as close as you can get to feeling like you're actually in the world. When that technology happens, 100, 200, who knows how far from now. When it's possible to have a high quality virtual reality experience in an MMO, that is a beautiful novelty. That's the next level of MMORPG for somebody. How do we bridge the gap from now until then and make MMORPGs interesting and fresh enough to continue to attract a new audience? I don't know. I believe MMORPGs in general are a dwindling state. And any new MMO coming out now needs something that separates it. For 14, it's this exceptional story. Mm-hmm. That's what separates it and makes it worth playing over a generic MMO.
0: Why are MMOs in, a, in a, a dwindling state, in your opinion?
1: Time. Some people love to spend a lot of time on one thing to achieve a result, some people don't. For example, in New World. Mm-hmm. A lot of people in the forums and Reddit and stuff are asking for a normalization of gear in OPR, a normalization of gear in Arena. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm quite against that because OPR and Arena fills a certain PvP niche for me, but those people would do very well in like a Counter-Strike or a a first-person shooter where it's skill only and not not the grind for gear, the building of the characters as part of the, the experience. Not everybody wants to spend hundreds of hours playing one game and building a character in order to experience PvP or experience this or experience that. So it kind of has built a gateway for things. However, however, Josh Strife Hayes talked about this in a video and it was was eloquently put because he's eloquent when he speaks, is that if we are given things quickly and easily, they lose value. Yeah. So it's a catch-22. You need to have a system that has new players come in and enjoy it but it's difficult enough so that when they do finish it, it feels rewarding, and that's hard. I think 14 does it correctly with its free, um, free, free to play until the end of Heaven's Word. It gives people that that ease of access, but then the game goes from there, and it gives people go, okay, I'm not done yet. And I have more to achieve. So I think that's one way to do it. But in terms of gameplay, like, New World's leveling experience when it first was released was was quite difficult, and, and challenging.
0: Yeah, I found I found its leveling experience to be actually quite rewarding and it's all about and this is kind of a personal like where you change mm-hmm. your perspective mm-hmm. because my entry it was with 11 so it was that open world you're farming on the same mobs in a, in a single camp and that's, that's how ground, you level yeah, right yeah. that's the grind like and it's there's a comfort there in fact actually mm-hmm. i can literally go into new world right now and i can grind on boss mobs that out in the open yep. world for the entire stream yes. i can go ch- cut down, uh, cut down trees the entire stream and i'm just like you i'm happy published. As, yeah, I'm happy as can be but what I ended up doing with new world were as opposed to like a lot of people were rushing and looking for that that quest hub and mm-hmm. moving from place to place and having the game basically kind of like cart you around etc yep. I was looking at it that the end game began at level one and so I was never mm-hmm. actually in this mad dash mad rush And so my entire leveling experience was just bliss like it was just right. like oh I wanted to do this and everything was always just feeding that XP meter obviously sometimes I was like, I'm gonna be efficient today and I'm gonna go really just like get yep. these quests and turn them in and boom, yep. I got some levels. And then some days I was like, all right, I'm just kind of hanging out. so I ended up having that a different approach, but have you uh, had a chance to check out the new world's PTR and new, uh, new experience yet?
1: I'm very excited, very excited for the direction that new world is taking yeah. for, for the additions that they're adding to it. It feels like we're starting to get a really complete game here. Finally, after all this time, um, I love New World. It's actually my favorite MMO to play mm-hmm. as a game. I, I was in there earlier today. I was running around to forts, killing people with bow and spear. I love it. I, yeah. I love everything about the game. I love the open world. There's, an a,
0: there's a hook. It has a hook that it's just yes. like, oh, wow. this I is...
1: love the simplicity of the gameplay, and yet it's so complex as well. You only have three abilities per weapon. You have two weapons. There's six whopping abilities. and We're about yet, to get yeah,
0: ultimates too, dude. And it's like, now they have, uh, out of all the ultimates I've seen, they have one that i feel like i want that's not there and mm-hmm. it's as a healer like i've been kind of really leaning into the healing role right now There's not Newer. really
1: a healing ult, is there
0: uh not I well there's the life know? staff and the void gauntlet that's kind of how i'm currently I mean, from,
1: a, from an ultimate perspective like the oh, ultimate there in the VTR, there's correct. nothing specific to healers
0: correct and i'm hoping that we get to see that change either like some kind of big heal and maybe a shield or yeah some form of like if i go down i can self res kind of i'm Mm. looking at destiny's fire warlock from destiny Mm. one and it's like i always enjoyed that like oh hey i can save the raid. i had my ultimate and i I decided to sit on it and i used it strategically and i looked at what they showed off and i was like yeah that's gonna be the feedback that i immediately give is like having some form of healing ultimate that i can decide if i want to kind of equip or you know that could also be an interesting thing to take on a paladin build right like you're like okay i'm actually really the tank but i do have the ability to kind of do some recovery if if need be on occasion you know Mm -hmm. so it's like it's truly interesting because having gone and played the the new player experience like it feels like they're really leaning into the feedback that they're they're getting it is a it's more curated but it doesn't restrict you to. so i I can still run Mm -hmm. to any city i want i can still do what i want And so I can choose to follow this storied path, which is beautifully voice acted. Mm -hmm. And then they're bringing in the cutscenes at this beautiful animation quality that I think will help a lot of players who say like, hey, this game doesn't really have a story. And it's like, well, it does. It's just told through exposition as opposed to like kind of just laying it out there for you. They
1: need to show you not tell you.
0: Yeah. And then ultimately I think if somebody plays through and I, I still expect somebody to like to play through that experience, get to 60 and say that was fun and then you know go play other games and then wait for more story content but if what that is showing us is also what is to come after in that more story driven telling approach from a you know single or light multiplayer group i think new world has a real shot at actually shaking up the uh the market
1: it has been growing to the point where they have to add servers because they they condense they condense etc and you actually you made me remember something about hitting 60 and then going and playing other games That's another reason why MMORPGs just aren't the same as they used to be. Right. One, there's a lot of options to play for MMOs, splitting the MMO player base amongst all the different options. Mm -hmm. And then two, there's a lot of exceptional games out there. Great, great games, beautiful games, regardless of your interest. If you're an FPS gamer, there's amazing FPS games. If you love RPGs, there's great RPGs. Open world games, tons of amazing options. So if the MMO isn't hooking you, you have plenty of other things to do.
0: Well... Have you ever uh I, I this is one of my pet peeves about the genre mm. is when I see sites like IGN and you know maybe GameSpot review an MMO and it's always right. in the context of all right another MMO's out you get to go review it and some guys like the review ends up and I always kind of read them and they're always like it's an MMO I'm like yep th- there is a sense that I get and I've always kind of wondered It's like are you sure you like MMOs? I'm not asking you directly. I'm mm-hmm. asking like generally like when gamers are like, yeah, it's it's like an MMO. There's a grind, et cetera. It's like, yep. that's that's kind of what is advertising to me. And people are saying I'm selling a new world and it sells itself and it's 50% off at the moment. So if mm-hmm. you listen to this in real time, there you go. But <laughs> the, the uh, I always kind of like wonder is like, sometimes I feel like the games and their hype also attract a player that is just never gonna stick around with it. There's no mm-hmm. hook, there's no world, there's it is a game that they are technically against, but they're playing it because hype is a hell of a drug. How much do you think hype has both helped and hurt this
1: game? Mostly helped. Mostly helped all MMOs. You're never going to know if you like an MMO until you actually play one. So the only way to bring new players in is hype, is, is advertising, is, is trying. I didn't know I liked World of Warcraft until I set foot in that game in November of 2001, whenever that game released. Like... I had no clue. So, without these hypes, now on the other hand, mm-hmm. people, and this, this is never going to change. I'm saying this, nothing's ever going to change about this. People need to stop screaming dead game when a game loses players because every uh. single game ever released back in the day to now to the future will lose players the first week after it comes out. It's the nature of the industry. The nature of the thing, the NFL, when sports opening week for the NFL probably has some of the best viewership numbers for a while. Mid season, no one's watching the NFL, and then maybe come playoff time, it goes back up again. Everything, every form of entertainment, when I mean, you go see movies, when a movie's first released, the everyone goes to see it, and then it dwindles off. It's just natural. So, it, it's that is actually my own little pet peeve. Hearing the words "dying game" or "dying YouTube channel" or "dying this" or "dying that," eh, entertainment is just built that way.
0: I couldn't say better. It is something that is just it. It's memeable and laughable, but people, I heard so-and-so say this and they're, and then like, have you played it yourself? And it's like, no. And that's actually the thing where Mm -hmm. I always kind of came back on people as like, is New World, uh, you know, a game that needs a lot of work? Yeah. I think everybody who's playing the game says there's a list, but it's a, it's a list that it's not like, oh yeah, this game's unplayable. It's just like, no. Okay, go ahead.
1: Remember, how many times have you read on the New World forums or Reddit um, that it needed the A Realm Reborn treatment? Yes. Oh, all the time. Oh, Okay. People forget. My my lovely, amazing Final Fantasy chat informed me of what 1.0 was like. So I have no clue. I didn't jump in until Shadowbringers. I didn't know that at 1.0 you couldn't jump. I didn't know at 1.0 there were no Chocobo mounts. There was no white mage in 1.0. Of course that game needed a complete redo. You couldn't even hit spacebar. New World didn't have those issues. Right. New World had a perfectly functioning game, it just needed content. It didn't need to be wiped off the face of the earth, the meteor, and relaunched the whole new engine. It just needed content, so it did not need the Realm Reborn treatment. Very few games do nowadays.
0: I, I want to bring up swimming just because uh, suit brings it up because this is where we we're debating this last night on stream. I want to get your thoughts, namely because it like if they add it, it's not going to break it, break the yeah, game for me, whatever. but you're in full armor and leather and all this stuff you wouldn't like swimming i don't think the game needs it but i always counter when someone's like i'll come back when they add swimming i was like oh okay so you waited seven years to play uh after a realm reborn because that's mm. they added swimming in the third expansion you know for 14.
1: like if we're if judging it off come of that back, if they want to come back after swimming go play an olympic swimming simulator game i, I don't know you want to you want to swim go play a swim game how about you go jump in a pool and swim i like, just hope they don't swimming add swimming is not gonna make or break new world
0: no i just hope they don't add flying Uh, if they do like a kind of a Porter where you kind of fly, that'd be Mm -hmm. fine. But like flying mounts would take, I think so much away. They are adding mounts to new world. They are doing, you know, yeah. And I think ultimately like in the end of it, like there, what I appreciate about new world is a, it's a beautiful experience. Like you really, like you really get immersed into it. It's easy. It's easy to just Mm -hmm. get in the world. And what I always say is like, I step into the game and I don't know what I'm doing. Meaning. Mm I, I got log in, I'm like, oh, maybe I'll do this. Maybe I'll do that. And then yes. every time I log out, it's always been this amazing adventure that's very organic. It's not like this, oh, yeah. I have to go do these things and then I have to go do these things and then finally I can get to the fun. I just log in, I'm like, all right, what do I want to do? And just, you know, you start it's talking like, and you get going.
1: It's like what I enjoyed about RuneScape when I was a kid. In RuneScape, I can go and do whatever I want to do. Level wood cutting, go for it. Level combat, go for it. We do quests, go for it. Mm-hmm. RuneScape was a beautiful giant sandbox. New World is a 3D version of runescape and it gives you the ability to do all these different things now in new world it's far too simple to level professions it just is it's just so man i'm 200 everything and i didn't even like break a sweat like it's so easy and it, deval- it feels like it devalues max level crafting in that game i don't know i wish it there, was a bit harder
0: there's is, there is some work that needs to definitely be tweaked i can mm-hmm. definitely i'm not even max level crafting because i'm just i've never been a big crafter but i'm a huge proponent of it and the fact yep. that crafters can Make end game, you know, best in slot equipment, I think is a value driven aspect to like, why would you invest that? Um, but interesting way, it's, it's too, I think, a little bit too RNG from all the high high end crafters (sighs) that talk to me. They're like, Yeah, they, I wish that you're like, you're right, like, in terms of like, okay, now you've done this and now you can maybe unlock a little bit more ability to control your output or something. I don't know. There
1: are two ways New World could have gone about preventing people from simply crafting best in slot like that, right? Mm -hmm. The one way is the way they did it. At launch, which was crafting where it was mathematically more likely to be struck by lightning than to craft something with resilient, a weapon perk, and shirking fortification, for example. Mm -hmm. Or you can craft 100%, but the mats, the drops, are very, very, very hard to come by. Mm -hmm. Where you're sitting there smacking a boss over and over and over like in, like, man, the old Diablo 2 days, waiting for that 0.1% chance to drop the mat. You need to give shirking fortification guaranteed the thing you want to do. Those are the two ways you could have done it what would have felt better rng and crafting or rng and farming the materials i don't know that those are the only two ways i can think of to appropriately gate the amount of craftable best-in-slot gear that game has to offer Mm
0: -hmm.
1: i'm not sure which is better
0: yeah it's 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 hard right and thankfully that's not my job to solve you know it's like i'm just like here to have fun and 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 play etc the um but there's some interesting things. Like I think what you're, what what we're seeing here is I I made a video like in the spring called why everyone is wrong about new world. And Mm -hmm. it just is like, and oh man, like, you know, I I made it fully with my shield up ready for all the hate that all came. And now it's really great that I'm like, I know that I was going to make that because I don't think people are actually paying attention to new world. I I, like, I call it like, as uh, Vinny was saying, like yeah, all the data now, all the analysis around MMOs. I'm like, I don't think people are actually paying attention. Mm -hmm. They're using what other companies have done to justify what they think this company will do when this company does not need for money and at the same time is doing things that that microsoft is concerned by you know (laughs) all right like they're stepping into this space like whether they do it or don't it's it's a matter of like if they continue this pathway new world is going to be just fine oh yeah it'll be Be fine and what i what i think we're starting to see is that now if they go and announce a like hey let me just ask this rather than just like pontificate do you want to see a paid expansion or do you want to see like a no man's sky kind of rebirth of this because you brought up the arr thing Mm. that that personally annoys me as a 1.0 player because they actually got 1.0 to a pretty good state but i don't think sandboxes is appealing i think a sand park is the best way forward for the mmo anyway what, what what do you want to see with uh like the future and what kind of business model do you want to see
1: when I made my video talking about how New World hates its players, I was yeah. a great video by the way. I, just... <laughs> I was overall just angry with the way the developers have handled their game and brought it to the point from nine hundred thousand concurrent to like nine thousand concurrent and how it just seems like they didn't build the game for anybody. Just kind of felt that way. But they've well, after I made that video, I talked to my Final Fantasy chat about New World. I outlaid outlined what they should do to bring it back. It was basically what they have been doing, which is fantastic is First and foremost, you got to make updates to this game that no one's gonna care about. You got to mm-hmm. fix things, and you're gonna put on all this hard work and add all this content and all these bug fixes and add all these things, and no one's gonna care about it except the nine to twenty thousand people that are here right now. Mm-hmm. And then at once you have fixed the foundation of the game, the initial leveling experience, they're doing that right now. Um, PvP, all these things. Once you fix all this, launch a hype expansion but if you launch a hype expansion without fixing the underlying everyone will come back play Mm. it for 20 minutes and then leave
0: yeah and the expansion won't even be out because like what we see when I look at 14 I look at 14 how it changed the model and it Mm. releases content it used to do every three ish months now it's going to be every four ish months Mm. but ultimately I know that there's content on the way they don't let you fester long enough in the unknown let you like oh I finished all the content. What, what what, like what do i need to wait for and like me i can always say well here in you know two months we're going to get this this and this and mm-hmm. then in four months after that we're going to get that that and that and it ends up giving you the ability to say yeah take a break and come back and you know like come back when you want step away when you want you're not going to be punished for it but more content is always on the hype cycle in a mini sense and then the expansion mm-hmm. is the bigger sense as soon as they announce 7.0 you're going to see just massive growth in in, in 14. Absolutely. And as so you're right, as soon as they announce that they announce a paid expansion this month, next month, whenever, like I even messaged uh, my contact over at Amazon, I was like, "Listen, if you guys think the numbers that are coming back right now are insane, nope. if you do that, Sweet. just get ready, buckle up, because you're going to see so many people. Because the expansion also acts as a promise and a in mm-hmm. a it's 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 an action, not a word. People mm-hmm. don't trust AGS's words." Yep. but if you just sit here and say all right don't trust us this is what we're going to do and now we did it and now we're going to keep doing it, it it gives me the ability to say yeah you should spend time in this game yep. it's going to be paid off you're not going to find yourself getting the game shut down and that's the yep. big fear that keeps people from even experiencing it or even mm-hmm. checking it out again
1: yeah like a big patch is great a big uh, brimstone sands patch is fantastic and you zone all that jazz but you can't market that because you're not going to make a whole lot of money because most of the people that are going to experience it have already bought the game right that's where expansions are beautiful Mm -hmm. because you know if you say we are selling a whatever dollar expansion you now have a marketing budget because you know you're about to have transactions and receive money in return for that expansion Mm -hmm. so there is value in that because without the the financial benefit of the expansion they don't have the marketing budget to push the fact that hey this game is much better than it once was yeah so once they've fix this game as they have been doing and it is much better than it once was even the crafting my goodness i cannot wait to see the numbers this game will do when that hype expansion trailer drops and people come back in droves and all of a sudden they're adding new servers and people realize upon playing it prepping for the expansion wait this game's actually good now this this new look at look at, look at everfall it's beautiful look, look at this place it's beautiful the new zones the new cities are beautiful now just mud huts and stick walls and stuff it's fantastic so i can't wait until that happens it's gonna be fantastic
0: it's gonna be interesting to see how it's received because for some people it's still not gonna be the one i think we'll see the hype you know come in bring people in and then people will step away i don't know how long it's gonna take for the numbers not to actually really matter people people we value them because we don't trust ags in my opinion and as soon as like oh yeah ags they put out an update every quarter and here's the cool content and I know that an expansions what like, we just don't know what the model is and suits pointing out in chat that a lot of people also look at the projects that AGS canceled mm-hmm. and it was like yeah like the one thing was crucible which was actually I think the right call to cancel that game like it was just like I I, I tried to enjoy it I really I was like no this there's just nothing nothing here that's interesting trust and, in ahead.
1: the MMO space period mm-hmm. and then trust in the gaming space feels so empty and so low yeah after everything blizzard has done in the past 12 to 18 months blizzard was the gold star they were the golden child they were the standard like playing a blizzard game meant something yeah and i can't bring myself to play blizzard games now because of everything they have done outside of the games in the past 18 months it's hard for people in general to trust gaming companies ea on and on and on the monetization practices of all these games and on and on and on so trust is at an all-time low so how do you fix that I don't know
0: I think essentially it's just stop talking and start doing Mm -hmm. I I think actions speak way louder than words and like words it's interesting because I I, you know we can kind of I want to ask one question before we talk a little bit more about the social media aspect but I do see the sense that like things written down there's just this whole I don't know. Sometimes it's a mess. Like you know, you see a negative comment, and you put more value into that comment because it's written down, as opposed to if somebody was just walking by, like you suck. And be like, well, f you, dude. Like, I'm like all right, I'm, my day is not ruined. But like, re- reading that in a comment feels really random and official. And so a I think, secret. oh yeah,
1: there's a secret. You don't read your comments. Uh, you think- literally, as a content creator, do not read your comments. And on top of that, you go into your community settings and you automatically block every single word you don't like, including the word copy. I hate the word copy. You copied this YouTuber, you copied that YouTuber. The word copy is automatically banned in my mm. settings. So I don't even see the comments that use the word copy in them you as an know example what, you for know, your
0: mental health. You know what I want to know a secret? What's your secret? I'm working on a, uh, a plugin that literally will read comments and allow me to associate and uh, rank uh, like commenters and so for people who comment often giving them a level because mm-hmm. essentially it's like if you watch a lot of my videos i i don't youtube does not give me the ability to see any his, history mm-hmm. so if it would be really nice to say like oh okay oh th- this is a comment oh this is the, like oh brian like i really didn't resonate with what you're trying to say here maybe mm-hmm. i wasn't clear maybe i was just being like angry i don't know um but it'd be nice to kind of say oh they they've commented before and it's like oh yeah we've had these really good yeah. conversations I should weigh that heavier than somebody who's like, cause people come in and like, I've watched all your videos. You're an asshole. And you know, I'm going to kill you. It's like, okay. Uh, you know, like, well, I've never seen your name before. Right. You know, so it's like, ideally my, my, my solution. I was like, I'm a software engineer. Mm-hmm. I can fix this. Like YouTube's like not giving me the tools. I need these tools. So I'm looking at doing that. And ultimately to be able to start to, the idea is that if it's successful and it can actually work in this regards and I get it work for me, to be mm-hmm. able to then share it out from a content creation perspective because i don't want it to become like a a winch hunting tool because mm-hmm. it could easily boil down into that but imagine if like somebody's like oh this guy says all these like racist and homophobic things to brian all the time and then mm-hmm. he comments also on your video because he can and then you would be able to see like oh man this guy's like a real jerk like to other people on the internet just giving you the knowledge is power kind of mindset so i'm working on that and a lot of people are going to have a like a pretty bad day if it ends up like being successful because I was like, all right, let's, let's do this. I'm, I'm tired of, I'm tired of giving somebody air when they won't, they don't even, they're, they're just there to try to create chaos and trying to, you know, basically trying to identify the, the bad Mm. apples through like a kind of a community tool.
1: You said so many things and I have so many comments on all the things. Okay. Um, if someone is capable of being racist or whatever, multiple times, how is that even a thing? One time you're gone. Also, on top of that, right? The block mechanic on YouTube is beautiful. It's called shadow blocking or shadow banning. They don't oh, yeah? know they're banned. If you hide mm. a user on the channel, they don't know they're hidden. They I'm, still I'm, I'm see start their taking comments. Notes. They still see their comments on YouTube. When they log in and they go to your video, they can see their comment right there. But no one else does. So screaming into the void. That is what doesn't hide user create, does on YouTube.
0: Doesn't that though create a, a situation in which that they're just gonna get angrier and angrier and angrier? They can say what they
1: want no one right, will
0: see it right but still like that's the problem I, I see in social media is that it mm-hmm. ends up being a lot of people just feeling like they're yelling into the void and I don't know like it's it, you're
1: the YouTuber you're yeah. the content creator your mental health is paramount so you can continue to do your job right
0: uh-huh wow. and
1: your job is to create the best content possible and the best way to know whether you're creating the best content possible is to look at your statistics, your average view duration, and your click-through rate. We're getting really nitty-gritty here, everybody. Yeah, Those two things are literally everything on YouTube, as well as the topic you're talking about. Mm-hmm. The topic's up, it will never matter. Somebody commenting that they liked your video or didn't like your video is not going to help you in any way whatsoever to make better content. Comments, I love comments. I love going through them and talking to people just for fun. But in terms of making decisions on content strategy... They're useless. Mm-hmm. Here's an example. I have a YouTube channel called Crow. If people who are just coming in now, on that channel, I pull in millions of views a month. I make multiple pieces of content a month, get lots of comments a month. If a video gets 100 comments and those 100 comments say, This sucks, you suck, everything sucks, and there's 108 of comments, and yet 100,000 people have watched it, what does that mean? 99,900 people watched it, enjoyed it, and didn't say a thing. Yeah. The data the statistics the numbers are far more important than the comments do not <laughs> let comments drive uh, your decision making on content it structured. doesn't
0: drive my decision making I essentially I've I've decided that uh like I, I I mean it doesn't anymore one of the things mm-hmm. like I I was getting some I was getting some hate on one of my other channels and you know saying that I was like it was just it was awful stuff like you know just the worst and I was like all right like i i've stopped pulling my punches on on 14 because i was like it's just not worth the energy of dealing with these people but yet then they're still here they're still being negative they're still coming in yep. and you know reporting me for like i mean literally legitimately trying to report me and get me banned off youtube and i was like all right fine y'all wanna y'all wanna get y'all wanna play you you think that you know you want to say like we're only going to let people talk about 14 in a positive way screw that not everything is great about this game buckle up and uh it's been very uh very very freeing and the the like to dislike ratio yeah it's about what i expect doesn't but matter. it's yeah it was like the positive things oh well, yeah Dislikes like the positive things yeah
1: youtube sees dislikes on a video it pushes it yeah it's engagement it doesn't youtube does not care what kind of engagement it gets it gets engagement it's good Mm-hmm. are good if you have controversial content that's good people love it right
0: and so to give you like and I was uh, talking about this in kind of my members' only video today um because it's something that i'm gonna kind of like break down and share is like mm-hmm. i'm pouring myself into 14 and making and like the guides and and the yep. controller stuff and etc and the nice thing about having all my content kind of divided across different channels with mm-hmm. 14 being a direct channel and with yep. new world being a direct channel yep. uh new world brought in 300 uh for me just kind of like saying hey here's this nice. and here's that now that was great like this is like that money like i have only used youtube money twice in my career both times i had covid every time it usually goes to helping kids and charity and things like that i don't like publicly sure where all the money goes to because i don't my grandfather was like he says the best charity is the invisible charity not like hey i'm being charitable you know yes. um and so that's the kind of a lesson i, I take into, into account so there's only been two months but now uh, my hours have all been reduced and that's just been down so like money mm-hmm. like this can actually kind of help weather the storm until i pick up some more uh, contract work and i was yep. sitting here looking at it and i was like i'm i am doing like I, I love new world i'm playing new world i'm talking about the news and the guides i'm not pushing mm-hmm. like oh you know hey guys all this stuff and they're like youtube's like this is great content we're gonna we're gonna pay you for that and then i'm doing like here's these guides that i pour like 600 hours into Mm. making a single guide Mm -hmm. uh, on uh, on 14 and you know how much i made off of my 14 content not as much 40 bucks
1: yep 40 and
0: i'm like okay well i'm still going to do the 14 content i'm still going to make the guides like that's something that like this has always been a passion project but then hands down I was like i am not sharing these opinions and these views that i have of the game because i'm tired of just the abuse and then the abuse just says hey screw you we're gonna just like we're just gonna remind you how much you suck as a human being and i said great i'm gonna remind you how perfect or imperfect this game is Mm -hmm. and we're gonna see who gets tired first (laughs) because lord knows i could talk forever
1: (laughs) Yep.
0: (laughs) oh yeah boom baby so
1: remember you are the content creator You set the culture from the top. You're the CEO of this company. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's, that's what you are. So if you don't want that kind of culture, you can control it and make sure that kind of culture is quiet and doesn't exist.
0: I'll let you know when I decide. Cause like legitimately my, my approach is like, if I can, if I can classify things Mm -hmm. and then I, I can, I can manage things a little bit, a little bit cleaner, you know, in that regards and you know, because like, oh gosh, I struggle with that. I struggle with that the you know people screaming into the void because one of the things and this is my personality like i I, mm-hmm. I make this stuff like I, I live stream as a social thing i don't go to bars i don't hang out with a bunch of guys i got i got kids For a couple of introverts it is what it is yeah but it's like to sit back and play with a bunch of friends like how i feel about it mm-hmm. that's the true joy that i get in the experience and it's like a lot of that comes from me saying hi back as opposed to like oh mate watch my videos and blah 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 but
1: i have new mods on my streams who are mm-hmm. just getting to know me now um my old mods know this very well um a new mod had a situation where somebody was being very inappropriate with her to the point where the language was, ex- was exceptionally rude mm-hmm. and she dm'd me and she's like what do you want me to do I'm like ban them she's like are you sure i'm like i'm gonna make this very clear if they if they would talk to me that way i would ban them so if they're gonna talk to you that way you ban them mm-hmm. i want my chat a certain way i want my comment section my videos a certain way It's called respect, and if that respect can't be held, you're not welcome. I do not need to hear people talk about all sorts of isms or or horrible topics in my I'm not interested. That's not my culture, and I do not need to make content for everybody. I'm making content for people that want my content. Mm -hmm. It's not for everybody.
0: So I got a question for you, because we kind of got off on a little bit of a YouTube kind of discussion, but when it comes down to, oh yeah, it's just getting warmed up. When you hear the phrase, this game respects my time. Mm, I like this one. What does that mean to you?
1: It's all about the end goal. Let's give you a quick example. I'm playing World of Warcraft. There's a reputation to grind. The grind could be 100 hours. At the end of that grind is a beautiful mount. Oh, just a top tier cosmetic reward. And anybody who gets that, they go, yeah, I got that. And people look and go, wow, what a beautiful cosmetic reward. They put it in 100 hours to get that. That's mm. awesome. Okay. Let's talk about another one. World of Warcraft. Attuning to a dungeon. 10 hours. 10 hours of grinding to give you the privilege of going into the dungeon to do more grinding. Which one feels worse?
0: Well, the one that, in my mind, that would be doing the thing so you can continue to do the thing? Yes. Yeah.
1: Why does that feel like you're wasting time and yet something that is 10 times more hours doesn't? It's all about what happens at the end of the road. Mm Mm-hmm. A grind that is there just for the purposes of perpetuating the grind so that you can go and do something else that's more grind, it's wasting your time. But people love, and those like yourself, myself, love to grind when at the end of it, there's this amazing and worthwhile reward to you. So, wasting my time, it's an MMO. Entertainment is time wasting, to be frank. You Mm -hmm. could be writing a book, you could be learning piano, you could be Working a second job, a third job, making more money, uh, spending time with your family. Entertainment is meant to waste your time. But Asmongold has that beautiful quote. I want to feel like I want to waste my time and not have my time wasted. Mm -hmm. Something in that regard. It it has to feel like it's valuable to you. So an MMO or a game that respects your time rewards you appropriately for the time spent. I think that's everything i think that's the most important thing is, is the reward at the end of the time being used
0: yeah i like to always kind of look at it and also in terms of the pathway for that reward because mm-hmm. the reward in and of itself could be less than if there's yeah. also multiple pathways of varying speed to mm-hmm. do said grind obviously like gamers will optimize the fun out of anything and uh you know oh, they'll, sure you know they'll like hey we're gonna go the optimum route but what i always and- kind of enjoy so i like the xp system i think I think it's like, yeah, if you got to do the dungeon, but if there's like other things that you are doing that could also then add progression, mm. it ends up feeling like I actually have choice in how I approach the goal, mm. as opposed to like, there's one path, this is the one path. And I get why there's usually one path because optimization balance, it's easier saying, okay, you do this, you get that easy, as opposed to like, okay, you do this and we're gonna make three pathways. One's our normal pathway that's 10 you know 10 dungeons or whatever but if you want to go do 100 daily quests that's going to get mm. you you know one tenth of the way you know that's also yep. equivalent Choice and, is good. you know so that way it's like oh i'm doing all these other things and then i end up getting to benefit from that that's actually when i look at like eureka versus boja mm. i enjoyed the boja experience while i think the eureka zones were way better um yep. boja's experience was nice because as a part of that grind it actually let you say hey you know you can go also do this or this or this like I felt like, well, I don't have time to go jump into Boja today, but I can still go run my roulette, and that's going to get me this, and that's going to, you know, offset some of that time that I'll have to do later. And I, I just appreciated the pathways forward, so I didn't feel like I was having time wasted. That it, yeah. You know, but it's always that's always a weird thing I see people say. Go ahead.
1: There, I was talking about fourteen. Give me uh, two more topics regarding this that we can talk about. Yeah. So in Shadowbringers, there's a couple of sections in there that I felt like my time was wasted. And I realized after talking to chat that this was quite subjective. It's an individual thing. For me, the segment in Shadowbringers where you are dealing with the trolley and that entire zone felt like a complete waste of my time. Mm. I was complaining the entire time. Why am I doing this running around? This is all stupid. Let's get back to the real story. And yet another content creator, I believe his name is Preach, adored, adored the trolley section of Shadowbringers. So one time wasting and the concept of whether your time is wasted or not is definitely subjective.
0: Hmm. The um, What mistakes do you think the MMO genre as a whole has made over the last 20 years?
1: Oh. I don't think it's made too many. I think what's happened is gaming has evolved and gamers have evolved. MMOs 20 years ago, beginning of World of Warcraft, for example, think about vanilla WoW. And the options you had to do, the mm. things you could technically do in the game weren't that many, right? PvP wise, there was nothing there. On and on and on. But games have evolved so far, and there's so many choices now. Like, <sighs> sorry, I thought of one. I thought of one major mistake. It's monetization. Monetization. That is that is the Achilles heel. It's the greed. It, it's a business's job existence is to make money that's mm-hmm. the purpose and a businessman is judging his career path and how much money he makes so monetization for mmos and for gaming in general is the true fault the true black mark on gaming game design setting mechanics systems those can come and go and those change based off of taste and based off of, of individual value and perception but monetization has gone to a point where it almost feels like ugh, i hate saying this But government agencies should step in and prevent and save the consumer from the the manipulative psychological tactics that these companies can execute to to, to extract monetization from people.
0: Is the subscription model for MMOs the future?
1: It's a future. It works. I like it because it keeps the player base a certain type of person and prevents people from using hacks and, and mods and cheating. Because then they're forking up money all the time for these accounts over and over and over. And forking out the sub fee, it kind of slows them down a little bit and helps. I also don't mind uh, a box cost game. I don't mind that either. I don't even mind free-to-play. I don't even mind free-to-play with cosmetic microtransactions. It's tough. I personally am very susceptible to gotcha for power. I am very susceptible. I'm the kind of person who will throw a credit card at a game for increasing power for competitive PvP. I know it, and I stop touching those games because I keep falling into those pits. I prefer a game with a sub cost, but I don't think it's necessary.
0: Do you think the sub cost is actually holding back the uh, the genre?
1: It's holding back the available player base, and thereby hold. I think <laughs> the the numbers are there. Free to play with microtransactions makes money hand over fist with massive player bases mm-hmm. in comparison sub cost box cost games it's just the truth it's just the cold hard facts so it holds back a business's potential monetization potential player base so it depends on the business someone like Stephen Sharif who's running Ash of the Creation I kickstarted that game years ago how many um, years by now is it <laughs> oh yeah I've been, I've been following it very closely I used to run a podcast with the game I, I've been following very closely and I've been enjoying the progress in the past little while ever since the switch to UE5
0: like, when, does that, quite, when does that game launch for you
1: um, Alpha Two. I bet you launches spring if I had to guess, and then full release off twenty five. Yeah, yeah. There's no rush. There's we're, no rush. Yeah, like, we're, we're in the same boat. There's no rush. Yeah. Anyways, Steven Treve is going with uh no box cost, sub cost, cosmetic cosmetic, um, monetization model, and I like that. He could make money hand over fist if he didn't do that, but he doesn't want to because he is an MMO gamer at heart. He grew up in Arcage, and he wants to build the MMO for him. So for him, it is sub fee to prevent certain types of people from playing, from cheating, from hacking mm-hmm. and then cosmetic store for cosmetics or whatever. I'm fine with most of those things, but ultimately if the business wants to make the most money and have the largest player base, free to play model is the only answer for them.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I so. see uh, an interesting kind of future in which that we see maybe a subscription that is uh, a bundled subscription like you get one sub mm-hmm. that covers multiple mmos um just to kind of keep that you know income you know flowing Did in
1: microsoft buy blizzard they are or in the process, process of that
0: it? and so we wonder if game pass will end up doing that possible or, or if we'll see like a world of Warcraft, like a game class plus mmo you know mm-hmm. because possible. eso they have eso as well and eso has an optional sub that players who are hardcore are like no no it's not optional because
1: i think bdo is something like that too
0: yeah, most likely so like and then pso2 has an optional like you know kind of sub that you can you could have that uh, that gives you some benefits and perks and so yeah, like you're seeing more and more having that flexibility what do you mm-hmm. what do you think the model that uh, new world is gonna kind of take we don't we haven't really heard much and they said they're going to talk to us about it this year i know there's a lot of I a lot of pay this. to win <laughs> fears. i hate to
1: say this yeah i think the only reason we have not seen an item in the store that could guarantee a second perk in crafting Is because the player base dropped so drastically that if New World went down that monetization route, it would kill the game completely. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm afraid once they fix the base level of the game, which they're working on, and it's coming along beautifully, and once they launch that hype expansion, which is probably down the road, and the player base goes from 30,000 concurrent to 100,000, 200,000 concurrent, wherever it gets to, Mm -hmm. I'm scared of where their monetization model may go. Would, how they may give you additional yeah. carrying capacity all the pay for convenience kind of things i'm scared to see what they might do and if they go down that road i don't know i don't
0: know what uh, what would be your ideal model for a new world
1: free to play with monetization for cosmetics only they can make their money hand over fist that way but man i hate i hate the fact that it's free to play because then People who want to hack it and do the horrible things and all the, the side handed things can just keep making new accounts, which is a pain in the butt. Right. Gold sellers can just endless, keep making new Endless.
0: Accounts. Right. There's no, because there, there's, there's no, but there's also no cost to them to do that. That's why, mm-hmm. like, for me, like, the ideal future is buy to play. Blue Protocol is announced as a free to play MMO. Yep. And it's announced. And I'm like, gosh, just put a, just put 20 bucks up front. Yeah. Just so that it's like, you want to be own. a jerk, you want to go and try to ruin mm-hmm. other people's fun. Yep. It's going to cost you at least 20 bucks and you're funding the game that I'm liking. Yep. You know? Do, what do you what are you thoughts about like a concept of a battle pass in an mmorpg
1: it's fine as long as the battle pass is cosmetic only who cares people want to do it go nuts people don't want to do it go nuts as soon as you start putting useful things behind a battle pass whether that's carrying capacity inventory slot space um better crafting materials blah blah blah, blah, blah then you start to damage the game's integrity mm-hmm. if it's just cosmetic and the cosmetics are good but the armor you can find in the game is also good like i don't care go nuts
0: yeah, that's, that's actually fun. kind of the, that's what I'm. I'm. I think the battle pass could work in the MMO as that optional mm-hmm. sub. My hope is is that it has a decent progression track, meaning mm-hmm. like it's not like this. You got to go do this specific thing so right. that you can move up a tier, and yep. at the same time that you, if you buy it, you get to keep it because MMO players aren't like the like the Fortnite side of it, like where it's like yeah, mm-hmm. like I'm coming in here and I'm gonna go about the grind. I don't. I don't need FOMO added in just to make things just wild and, and crazy and stuff like that so that's my hope that's my fear that's where we're you know we'll have to wait and see but i think the battle pass along uh, with buy to play could end up being a really good thing because then you have a cosmetic reward track it gives yep. you content to do and even they have talked about it in a, in a light way that they they've been considering it and this was like mm-hmm. over a year ago so who knows but i think you're right i think you have to get new world into that like really stable gamers are excited there's you know okay we know that there's more content and expansions or whatever they do coming hey now let's actually say like well let's how can we fund this game more so that you've delivered on what you've what you've stated and promised that you were Mm -hmm. you're shooting for
1: yep absolutely
0: now on that note um, that is uh, essentially the questions that I have we could do FMK if you want I don't know how much time you have I don't want to keep define FMK Uh, the uh, the the... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> murder, kill, and then whatever. Oh like, my goodness. Sure, yeah. why not?
1: Let's do it. SMK or
0: something like that? I'm down. Alright, so uh, what would be your top three MMOs? I would say Final Fantasy, New World, and World of Warcraft. Uh, in- unless you want to substitute so, in the state. But, uh, like- I
1: have played BDO, Swotor. I've played a bunch of MMOs over the course of time. Yeah. Alright, so if I had to kill an MMO, it would be BDO. Oh,
0: I okay. enjoyed
1: my time playing that game, but the Pay to win was, was blatant. You could spend dollars on costumes, sell those costumes in the market, get money, buy gear, buy power. It was blatant pay to win, and that's brutal. So, I would kill BDO. Um, F is gonna be Final Fantasy 14 because I <laughs> f that story so hard. Everything about it, the emotional attachment I have to the characters, to the music, to everything about that world is phenomenal. I don't even know. What Final Fantasy is like as an MMO. I barely touched any MMO aspect of that game. I enjoyed uh, it thoroughly I don't classify, as an RPG, and yeah. it's beautiful as an RPG. Yeah, I will f that game all day long. Mary, right now it's new world. I think huh. it's it's the MMO I play because I want to log in and go hunt people in the real world. Yeah. like just, just run around and go and then fight PvP. Go to OBR. Go to a fort. Whatever. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love the open world. I love I love running around gathering hemp. I've been gathering hemp the past week, just running around in circles, picking up plants. I don't know what it is. I just love the feel, the way it moves, the movement, the combat, everything about it. My biggest gripe with 14, biggest gripe with 14, is the DPS classes, the reason why I play a tank. The DPS classes have like two-minute long openers with 37 abilities, and I'm a 35-year-old boomer who does not want to spend the time to try and perfect those openers, so I'm obsessive. Yeah. And if I'm doing it, I have to do it 100%. 110 percent so i play a tank because the the rotations are much easier for my my brain to figure out while i'm also streaming and talking all that jazz well you also you have don't... tank
0: privilege of survivability you have faster yes. queue times like it just is yes. like like why well, like i'm like oh you play a dps like that I was like that in and of itself is interesting i was like that feels like it's actually the hardest job mm-hmm. in 14 the hardest role people are like dps is so easy i was like oh, i don't think so
1: i feel like i can't appreciate 14's fights and world and story if I'm spending too much darn time worrying about my rotation and also not standing in the bad. I just, I love New World's six abilities. It allows me to actually focus on dodging, blocking, maneuvering, positioning. It's wonderful. Less is more sometimes. Mm-hmm. Less is more sometimes. It's fantastic. I, I, I would marry New World currently. Yeah. Where does Ashes of Creation fall on that yeah, spectrum? That's my next I'm, question. I'm really, there's a lot to be excited about. But I'm also not 100% sure if that's going to be the game for me. Uh, It doesn't have everything. No MMO has everything I need. I need, I need Final Fantasy level story. I need it. To actually care about the characters and therefore care about the game above and beyond just being a world. Mm -hmm. I need it. I need New World's combat and fluidity and movement, which is so close to BDO without the pain to win in BDO. It's beautiful. I'm never going to get it. And it's just too bad.
0: Have you been following uh, Pantheon and or like Blue Protocol or any of the other uh, MMOs on the horizon?
1: No, because I'm also realizing on top of everything I just said, that being 35, being a YouTuber, not a, not a streamer, yeah. not an MMO YouTuber, but I'm actually a gaming YouTuber first and foremost. That's my career path. I'm realizing as I get older that MMOs are becoming less and less important to me. That my, my obsession with perfecting my life has become my new MMO, going to the gym, spending time with my, my daughter, uh, building my YouTube career, like these types of things, uh, a new house and hobbies. I finally bought Magic the Gathering cards for the first time since I sold them to build my first YouTube channel. I'm actually enjoying hobbies for the first time in seven years. So I'm, I'm realizing that I'm enjoying the world more than I am MMOs. And I'm falling slowly out of my need that need to escape into another world it's it's strange so i've not been following all these i don't even know if i'm gonna play ashes of creation i might play it when it comes out but then stop i'm I'm falling out of love with the mmorpg space which is why final fantasy 14 shocked me that story like it was, yeah. it's everything well and subject. that's
0: where like i classify 14 as an rpg mmo oh, and for i've seen sure. a, and i've seen other people adopt that moniker which I think is really important. I was like, I, and I say that people have given me grief because they feel like it's an insult. I was like, this is a compliment to the game yeah. and the design, is that it is you can play this as a Final Fantasy game, and you can go about your day, and you don't need to invest in the MMO aspects. My my critique and my frustration with 14 is it feels like. They have obviously leaned more into the story, and we've seen mm. less and less MMO aspects that I mm. actually appreciate. But I'm really excited about the Criterion dungeons and some of the things that I know I've been asking for since mm. Heaven's Word. So there's definitely things that I'm like, oh yeah, October is going to be great. And then yep. New World announces Brimstone Sands update in October, and I'm like, oh please, for the love of everything good in this world, yep. don't be on the same week. I can't handle that. I can't. I, I don't have enough time to take off work. Uh, yep. to, to to sit back and be like, all right, guys, I'm gonna play this for eight hours, then I'm gonna play this for eight hours. Uh, maybe maybe if I was younger, maybe in a in a different uh, a, a different life, um, or
1: much older, or much older. The
0: yeah, the kids are growing Well, oh, hell, like I'll get them. Like that's my that's been my raid my raid plan. I'll just like, build my own raid team. You know, get them <laughs> like all right, guys, family that raids together stays together. Let's Wonderful. do this thing. So that's that's been my uh, my game plan. So we're, mm-hmm. we're we're moving along, rocking and rolling on that plan itself. I haven't touched the island sanctuary update because I have absolutely no interest in it. Somebody was saying, mm-hmm. like, hey, like, should New World have this? And I go, New that is New World. <laughs> like yeah. the entire game is like you have this island that you're on and you're kind of mm-hmm. like cultivating, et cetera. But would yeah. love to
1: see New World do a bit more with its housing. It yeah. doesn't seem very I mean, decorating is nice and all, but it doesn't seem very rewarding or interesting. It's the and outside the, the trophies, the yeah.
0: Outside the trophies, I'm just like, whatever. Yep. Well, and I don't even decorate my house in 14. I, I have mm-hmm. people do that for me. Like, I'm like, yeah. I don't, I, this wall was done by Chris and yep. then we just actually got a, a, the buster sword for christmas so we we just recently, Very nice. we, but it's we got that for christmas and i literally hung that up last week so it's Very like cool. you know it's like yeah i'm just that is not my skill set so translating that into a virtual world i'm with you like i'm doing bike riding with the kids and working mm-hmm. out and just trying to you know take part in the the real world especially after being kind of locked down for the last two years but anyway uh where can people find you what do you got coming up that people can be excited about obviously you got multiple channels so man floor is yours
1: my so right now my primary focus is crow, K R O. It's a gaming YouTube channel. There's no face cam, um, maximum editing. You commented recently that you just saw the the level of editing that goes into that content. That's that's all me. Mm-hmm. There was a time when I had an editor, but right now it's all me. That is my primary focus. When I have free time, I would like to stream, but as I discussed with you just now, I'm realizing that I'm falling out of need for MMOs. So what do I stream moving forward? It's a great question. Do I need to stream? I don't know. But ultimately, with the Crowjack channel, I don't have a plan right now. I do not have a dedicated plan right now because I don't need to. Mm -hmm. When a new hype expansion drops for 14, you know I'm going to be there because I love the story if ashley creation does ever get released it's not just simple vaporware i'm probably going to take a look at that and we're going to see what happens yeah right but if it
0: if it is vaporware like that is just going to be, be. like can't, the size can't, of that
1: team and what well, we're seeing like there's
0: lots of red flags dude like there's like the software engineer when i hear like them talk i'm like ooh, like okay you know, that like they're spinning it in a positive light and mm-hmm. maybe it is but I'm like, I've been in those situations. It's like, oh, you just hired 40 people. Well, then you're all slowing down because how yep. those 40 people aren't walking in going like, we know everything we're we doing. You know
1: exactly everything. We know what colors like to use. We know all the stuff, how the software works. We know it all. Yeah. yeah.
0: How do I request time off? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, it's yep. like, so I was like, you know, but uh, those aren't necessarily like, the, like red flags don't mean failure. Red flags mm. just mean like, I have concerns. And, yep. you know, until, and honestly, until beta, like I'm, yeah. I'm just treating 2025 as, the, as a date until, until they tell me otherwise.
1: Creator, as a content creator, if mm-hmm. you yourself ever have a, a dream of doing this as a full-time thing, this MMO space is not a fertile ground to grow uh, a, a full-time YouTube channel. It's just not. There's not enough viewers. There's, and the, there's only so many Aspen goals in the world. There's One. only so many Bellular games there's only so many channels I can do this. So even for me, I look, I I spend so much time researching as a content creator. I'm looking at the MMO space of all the people doing the things. I'm like, where do I fit? How do I fit? Do I make guides? Do I do impersonations? Do I do skits? Do do this? I can't even find my own personal piece of the land of the MMO space in content creation. So you asked me earlier, what am I doing with Crowjack? I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. know if it's even possible for me. I'm not even certain. And I'm still debating that. It's... Uh, man, if I We should have some off-screen conversations. I could guide... Man, I would love for you to never have to work a day in your life at a real job and do what you do right here, right now, full-time.
0: Oh, man. It... Uh there there's a sense that like of dread that that comes in i love programming like if uh yep. what i would do if the if this actually generated enough money mm-hmm. um i would work and actually make my own games because I've, yep. I've built games like that's actually when i went to school to do and those would not be mmos like we would be talking that there's no funding that i would ask the public for that because it's like it's a massive risk that's where it's like the fact that new mmos are actually starting to come out it's after crazy. wildstar collapsed it's like yep crazy oh interesting like that we're actually like i thought we were just i thought this genre was just gonna be like yeah we're kind of just why would on a our way
1: out why would a developer make an mmorpg when they can just make another afk arena for the phone right right another exactly. beautiful mobile game with gotcha pay to win pay for power mechanics that can just make them money hand over fist easy yeah why would a business do that
0: right like brian hey what kind of game do you want to make well i'd like to yep. make this kind of game but if i was actually like trying to provide for my family i'd make Yep. you know would make a like a free-to-play
1: chance of success is not an mmorpg
0: right and the fact that the, we're actually getting those makes me wonder if there's just takes, data we don't have
1: it takes crazy people like steven who just adore it and have money and just want to see it happen yeah. it takes those kinds of people right now
0: so why ags why are they investing so heavily in mmos in your opinion
1: i think it, this is the weirdest big,
0: outro wrap-up ever big, big, i love big,
1: it big companies Uh, Big companies can take risks because sometimes they pay off. Facebook has paid, myself included, tons of people money to make gaming videos for Facebook to try and bring a young audience to Facebook. And And it's falling on its face. It's falling on its face. Big companies can afford to take those risks. Because once in a blue moon, every 10, 15, 20 risks, something's going to pay off big time. Yeah. Right? League of Legends making their own MMO right now with their Mm -hmm. beautiful world. I'm very curious to see how they're going to do that. They're taking a risk. Yeah. So... Yeah, all, Amazon can take the risk. They can afford the risk. They can say, "Here's fifty million, a hundred million, two hundred million, whatever. Here's a budget. Go nuts. See if you can pull something out of a hat." Because they don't need it to succeed, because they have all their other businesses. They can afford the loss.
0: It's interesting. I, I just see that because they're also working on making more internal, mm-hmm. throne of liberty. Like it's like I honestly, my my fan theory is that they're looking to try and either spin off Prime Gaming as its own direct competitor to game pass and subscriptions or bundle it in a new tier or you know increase the cost of amazon prime itself to basically say hey why wouldn't you have amazon prime because you get all these mmo goodness all these games of service goodness so they're already doing that in part but how do you get that to be where you can justify that as its own product so if they ever do that i hope somebody clips this and then it's like oh my god brian called it right again (laughs) we have to stop this guy he keeps bringing us the truth.
1: Getting the W's. Getting
0: those D's Getting it right. Um, anyway, Link, uh, I, I, got, I know I have Crowjack linked specifically, mm. but I'll go also link Crow uh, yep. on this podcast as well. That way people can find you and all your content. Um, is there anything you want to say before we wrap up and I run the, uh, the outro and I usually we end up just kicking to a, a post show where we either wrap up or, or answer questions with the, with the community?
1: <sighs> MMO are in such an interesting space right now. And any new MMO coming out, needs to have one thing that truly separates it from the pack. For fourteen, it was its exceptional story. Mm -hmm. For World of Warcraft, it's just straight nostalgia at this point. I I do not know what Ash the Creation or other MMOs can do to really feel different and to keep a player base. And I can't wait to see what these new MMOs come up with to separate themselves. What can the League of Legends MMO do to separate itself from World of Warcraft, from Final Fantasy, from New World, etc.? And can New World... Go full Phoenix and come out from a, a 9,000 concurrent and ever get to like 90 or 100,000 or 200,000 concurrent ever again. I can't wait to see what they're going to do.
0: It'll be interesting. Yeah, I agree with that. And um I I don't know what it's uh it's up. But basically, I look at it ceilings and floors. I think mm-hmm. we've seen the floor of the oh, game. Yeah. Yep. And that's yep. that's actually more the value of where you you know, that's where you build. Like in yep. cuz the I the the 900 whatever the the almost million was like like that's just number one. people say they lost them i was like i don't think they ever had them it was just like oh let me go taste this and then yep. i'll go do whatever but anyway guys that's going to wrap it up for this podcast thanks so much uh for tuning in to the live show be sure to like the uh these videos they help out immensely in the algorithm or dislike as we talked about here on the show mm-hmm. subscribe to the mp3 version as well and leave a review as uh, so that's a great way of helping the podcast get discovered but until next time guys have a wonderful day and take care